Oh, oh yeah, we got it. It's gonna be 30 seconds, all right? All right. Radio. ATL Jacob, you are on the um factor. Are you ready? Super. Set. Go. You gotta make sure you're on key. Cause everything gotta be tuned up the right way. It's a lot more smarter, a lot more wiser. Got a lot more. 20 seconds. Friends. A lot yeah, more. The, the chain, like the, the NASA chain. I seen that shit. I said, y'all niggas is. That's the that's the craziest thing I ever seen. Welcome back to another episode of the Producer Grind Podcast. Alan Carrington once again. What's good, fam? I see y'all repping for Wall Street hippies, man. I'm still looking for Already. my already. Oh yeah, shout already. out to my guy Jamie, man. My I need one. Jamie sponsor me. I need <laughs> one. Yeah. That's what it is. But we got the homie in the building today, and I'm proud to introduce this man. He has worked, produced, engineered with Free Bands Gang, including Young Thug, Future Casino, Lil Baby, Hoodrich Pablo Wong, Gunna, O3 Greedo, Travis Porter, Day Day, Damani Harris, Lil Dark, Tracy T, Hustle Gang, Young Scooter, Bankroll Fresh, Schoolie, Soldier Boy, T Hood, Wap Tarantino, and head of the drum firm. Please welcome to the show, D Sims. Yeah, that boy, real talented, baby. Yeah. All them names, just like that. I just want to say that. Okay. What's popping with you, Sims? Man, just trying to stay cool on a hot day. I heard that in Georgia. <laughs> That's some real Georgia shit right there. That's some real Georgia shit. Well, I'm man. not even from Georgia. I'm from the South, though, so. Oh, okay. I know yeah. that, that southern that heat. That <laughs> humidity heat. Yeah, yeah. Well, shit, Sims, anybody that don't know you, if they don't tune into the content, you know, just introduce yourself. Tell them who you are, what you do. Man, I'm Daniel D. Sims Simmons. Man, I'm 25 years old. I'm a music producer, recording engineer, hailing from South Carolina, uh, Charleston area. Um, I've been traveling all my life. Man, just making music and just working hard. And then I just reside in Atlanta, you know. I um, engineered for or producing you know, a lot of people's favorite artists. Yeah, well, that's what it is. That's what it is. Who are you some, um, just some of the people that you've recorded recently, the most recently? Like, I know you went out to Seattle. I know mm-hmm. you've been traveling. Like, uh, Being out in Seattle, I worked with some dope artists, some really good independent artists. I met uh, my best friend from college. She, um, his brother... Kinayata, he's one of the biggest artists out there. Mm. And uh, from working with him, I actually got a little EP I'm dropping with him. Um, working with him, I got introduced to a lot of great artists out there like Nacho Picasso, uh, Dave Beast, Dave B. Um, I know it's a kid out there named Tristan Thompson. He's pretty dope. Um, there's little Tracy who's got a song with Lil Uzi right now that's going crazy. Uh, Seattle has an amazing music scene and just the vibe there was just dope. That's what's up. Well, we see, you know, you're working with all the top artists, like everyone that all the our audience aspires to be with. Um, just talk about some of the events that led to your success, like kind of, you know, the little highlight points from you first starting off to getting to where you at now. Man, I've been producing since I was 13. <laughs> yeah, um, started at 13, um, picked up FL Studio because of my cousin. <laughs> my cousin, uh, I used to come to Atlanta and visit him and just really uh, just hang out with him. And he started mm-hmm. recording and making beats. And then one day he just like showed me FL Studio. It was like FL Studio 7. And I was just addicted ever since. It's just- Ever since then. Ever since. And uh, as a kid, I would just kind of put my stuff on like, at the time it was like MySpace. <laughs> like it, it wasn't like how we got Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and everything. It's just MySpace and then YouTube is being introduced. But the way we use YouTube to- market beats now wasn't like that. So what I started doing, we used to do like remixes. Like mm-hmm. we used to, like I take like an acapella and I make like a new beat and then I put it with music video and then it's like a decent remix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that actually got me like a lot of views, like a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of attention. And then um, from there, I just, you know, was networking on the internet and I got my first placement at 15 
with uh Rich Rich Kid Shawty. Everybody may know him as Shot the Guy from mm-hmm. Hustle Gang and OJ Juice Man was called Trap Bunk. And that was a big record for me at the time because like that was the time OJ Juice Man was uh XS, XXL freshman. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, <clears throat> it was like cool. And then ever since then I just kind of work. I was actually living in California at the time. And then uh, when I got to college, I decided I want to move down south and just uh, be down south and um, be closer to Atlanta so I could just eventually move there because a lot, I was working so many artists from on the internet from Atlanta. They was like, bro, you might as well just come, you know, come this direction. Business took you down here. Yeah, just in a sense. And then after that, just, you know, just kind of trust my gut. And was just like, yeah, I need to be in Atlanta. So what, what was that move like? You know, did you... You find an apartment online, like how? To- no, nah, my my mom actually moved first. Oh, okay. While I was in school, mm. and then from there, I just kind of just tagged along, and then just kind of just that was a perfect scenario, man. Yeah, my mom just really she <clears throat> believed in me just enough, like yeah, my son's gonna do be mm. great in Atlanta, mm. just just to do it, and she moved out here. That's Dro- dope. Dropped everything. What's your mother do for a living? Um, she works at a law firm right now. Okay. And my mom was kicking me out the house for me. I'm partying right now. So I can, I'm looking for a apartment, new apartment right now. So I know that feeling. Oh uh, yeah, my mom was like, "That shit's too loud. It's over." <laughs> man, I used to get, I used to get that like, "Man, shut the hell up!" And yeah. now it's be, "Hey, baby, go add Who that." Like, these, I like that. Like, yeah. all these people you're bringing in the houses, no? Yeah. yeah, just man, just working hard, man. Just and just trusting God, trusting my craft, and you know what I'm saying. Just let me hear. Hell yeah. Like, no no science. I ain't got nobody in the music industry as a family member or, you know what I'm saying? I don't even have no musical training. Mm. Like, I just picked up a, you know, program and just learned everything from there. Mm. That's all good. So, um, what is it like, you know, to work for, like, a major studio and, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. How can you uh, avoid, like, getting taken advantage of and, uh, you know, as, a, as an engineer? Um, being yourself. And having personality for once, so you could just stand out and just not be <clears throat> just, oh, that's another engineer. Make sure you come out and just be like, oh, um, this is Sims. We're coming to see Sims specifically, or any, or that person, or this person. You know what I'm saying? Have bring more to the table than just press and record. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Be a be a good people person, have customer service, you know what I'm saying? Treat people with respect. You know, I'm, I'm just big on that. Just really just treat people like normal people regardless who, who it is. Um, the thing, the perks about working at a major studio, for anybody who don't know, i um one of the main engineers at Lighthouse Studios. You know, I've been kind of doing some other things at, you know, at the moment. Just, you know, I like the traveling and stuff like that just to work at other places and, you know, Switch just, yeah, just, just to get some fresh air sometimes. Every engineer need to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, every producer need to do it too. Just, just go other studios, get different vibes. You know, go meet other people. You can't. I never believe in getting stuck in one place. Mm. Period. Just, I just like to go see see different things, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just like to go what, travel the world. <laughs> what, what are some of those perks that you were, you know, talking um, about? You know what I'm saying? Just be able to meet different artists on a daily, and just to you right there with the artist. You record. You are recording with the artist. So it's like, if you're a producer as well, then it's like, okay, boom. Like, I can press play when the artist need beats right there instead of you have to go through the email or you have to, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's just, you're right there in the room. It's the difference. I'm right there in the room with these favorite artists. I got a lot of these places for being there, not from an email or, you know what I'm saying? The song, I got some placements from email, but 
you know, majority is personal relationships with these artists. And I got that through, um, you know, just saying, being known at working at a studio. Mm. And then now I can take that and go other places with it. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to look at the being, avoid being overwhelmed and being overworked part of the question, right? Because mm. you and I just being colleagues in the industry, you've told me a couple of stories. Yeah. I remember one week, it was probably about three weeks ago, you were telling me a story and it really resonated with me because it was like the third story I'd heard this week of just engineer you know, overworking. Mm-hmm. I got homies in other cities that are dope engineers. And I'm saying, yo, there's a need down here because engineers are getting overworked. Mm-hmm. It seems to be like a phenomenon almost. Can you kind of talk about how that happens and why that happens? Uh, trying to keep up with the artists. <laughs> so it's a couple of artists that can be up for three, four days. And you just got to know when to say yes and say no. I listen to my body first. You know what I'm saying? If my body say I can't move, I ain't moving. I ain't doing nothing. I ain't even heard that today. I went to the barbershop. <laughs> they did the barber. She like, she like, yo, if I'm tired, I ain't cutting no hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just period got shut down. You just gotta know when to say yes, know to say, know when to say no, and just really just trust your body, take care of yourself. Like I'm, I, I had to take that personally because one time I stayed in the studio for like a week straight, <laughs> just nothing, just grinding, just straight up. Just like barely getting sweet, eating crappy, you know, didn't really take a shower like that, brush my teeth, you know what I'm saying, wash my face or whatever, and got back to the money. But at the same time, after that, I got sick. Not like like a flu or anything, but my body just shut down for like a week. It's like drained, right? Yeah, I was just like, I felt horrible. And I just, I was like, I will never feel like that again. Mm-hmm. So after that, I just really started thinking about just taking care of myself a little more, getting more sleep or just saying, yeah, I'm, I need to go home or just even just taking care of family stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just more so make sure, you know, my folks straight, you know, just make sure I, uh, my responsibilities at home is straight. I can't stay in the studio 24-7 because then you just, it's you close in the box and you just forget about the outside world. Then you like, yeah, you're working, but the shit outside, you know, outside that box is crumbling around you. You don't mm. want that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Foundation, like you know, what I'm saying I'm a, I'm a human being first and a music producer second. You know, what I'm saying I'd rather be a human first. That makes the music better. Make sure I feel comfortable. You know, in life. Why are engineers afraid to tell the artists no? Uh, because they're they want to keep their job. <laughs> but, and they're probably caught up in the moment too, right? Yeah, oh my God, some, I mean, get some, to are, some get a little starstruck. There's some artists that, if you see, they know what they're doing. Let them know, you know, let them do their thing. And when there's the time to speak up, speak up. You know what I'm saying? You, I'd rather speak up and say something and then, you know what I'm saying, at least I said it, rather than just, I don't, I don't have many opportunities to say something. I just sat there and it just flew right past me. Hmm. And then you just sit there regretting, like, damn, I should have said something. You mean like as far as like... Placements or just, you know, opportunities or hmm. just... Uh, networking. There's plenty of times I've been out and be like, damn, bro, right there, I can go talk to him. And I'm just like, nah. Because I'm an introvert sometimes, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, but I had, I got break out, I had to break out that shell just to really just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, be, that regret is like the worst thing to yeah, live like, with. Damn, yeah, like, damn, I'm in the room with this person, but I ain't get to say anything to him. You know, mm. you ain't got to sit there and be like, yeah, haggle him, resume, haggle him, but resume. you can just be like, yo, pleasure meeting you, this is what I do, and you will see me one day. Again, like, I don't met Kanye before, you know what I'm saying? And just really, I just shook his hand, just say, hi, I'm Sims. You know what I'm saying? He just, he introduced himself to me. He was like, hi, I'm Kanye West. You know what I'm saying? I was like, wow. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, you ain't talking to me. In, in, case, <laughs> in case you're sitting there watching this and you was thinking about feeling yourself, just remember that Sim said that Kanye came to him and introduced himself. And that's huge, man. Yeah. That ain't, that's why nobody can never talk shit about Kanye to me because, like, I met him as a person and he was nice to me. Where you like, meet him at? Uh, Street's X. Oh, okay. Uh, I was with, I used to work there. My Saint, my mentor, St. Lou, used to work there. Yeah. Mm. I used to work there heavily with Travis Porter. Oh, okay. Um, you know, doing a lot of engineering. I seen Strap the Fool the other day. That's my brother. He taught me, he was one of the main artists that helped me like record, you know what I'm saying, recording him and just really uh, just made me feel comfortable working with artists. You know, teach me how to make my beats, you know, to cater to artists. Yeah, it got to have that wham, little bro, or it got to be structured like this, you know what I'm saying? I make my beats catering to the artists. I don't think like, um, like other producers, or I've been saying this lately, like, a lot of producers gotta stop making beats to impress other producers. I'm here to impress the artists. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I we go to a lot of these events, a lot, they come play, like to get my opinion. Like, my opinion, my it's cool that you want my opinion, but I'd rather you take the opinion from the artists, because at the end of the day, they're the ones that you selling your beat to. They're the ones you, you know what I'm saying, you're trying to get the placement with. You're not trying to get the placement with me as right. you know these things. I'm trying to get my own placements, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or get my team placements, or you know what I'm saying, everybody around. Yeah, that reminds me of like when we were in Charlotte and we had class up there and uh, the beats that he pointed out were different beats than what everyone else would think. Uh, just because he had, he was listening from an artist, it's, it's an artist standpoint. So definitely to validate what you were just saying. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. So. I was about to ask him this question. I swear to God, I lost my focus. I looked over at Samo. He was easy. <laughs> 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 yo, yo, next question. Samo going to be the superstar. <laughs> superstar after this. Superstar director. Yeah. <laughs> like, I swear to God, y'all gonna see this a couple weeks ago. Like, he was the one that he saw the stripper fall and bust her head. Did you hear about this? <laughs> yeah. We gotta talk about that. Yeah. Man, look. <laughs> this poor man. I mean, man, we, we gotta leave this girl alone, man. Plug. We was like, plug gotta put the 808. You see when plug do the 808? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, Bro, plug, you know, I just, that's gonna go viral. <laughs> like, that's my boy. Spencer said she 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 popped up like a G, so I don't really feel bad. Like she's a pro. Man, God bless her. Man. <laughs> God bless all the strippers, man. Yeah. Stripper yeah. culture, <laughs> stripper culture, Atlanta is crazy, man. Strip, I don't like, even like going to strip clubs, but I just appreciate the culture because it coincides with the music. It's a hub. Yeah. It's a it's a hub. Like that's yeah. where the music breaks in Atlanta in the strip clubs. You exactly. know, I want to talk, talk about that. You know, yeah. man. I don't even go to strip clubs like that. Just what the time I have, just I'm expiring. Not even just I like I think your girl don't let you go to no strip club. Let's get that not first. Even just on the ass shaking, just just because like just it just puts you in the real Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? It's just real Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, if you it's just the culture. Yeah, if you go, if you a producer and you wanna figure out the Atlanta sound, go to the club, sir. You know what I'm saying? Go, go hang out, go eat some chicken wings, go. See what the strippers are shaking their ass to, so you know the type of bounce that you know they have. So because if you're saying that the record breaks in the strip club first, you gotta mm-hmm. have that in mind. You yeah, know, not necessarily the strip club, but just to have that knock where it it translates to because it might it'll start strip club. Something they just want to make your body move. Yeah, really. it'll start strip club, then it'll hit the streets. Then after that, you know, it might hit the internet, and then mm-hmm. like you know, last they finally break the radio. Radio, and you see a lot of artists coming out of Atlanta kind of hit that. You know, they kind of started. You know, say in the small clubs. What are some that come to mind when you think about that? Oh, for example, like Day Day, or I remember also he was doing like the Battlegrounds. 
Like he was doing the battlegrounds. Battleground. Yeah. Battleground. Or I remember like Coco Vango. He did the battlegrounds. And for yesterday. So oh, so can you kind of talk about that? Because this is a conversation we had with Cicero, um, who was on That's the podcast. Boy, I think I seen him just the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kirk he was just up here. But he was talking about when he got here from Chicago, that time he spent interacting with the city and getting to understand the sound. Just how necessary that is if you come here from somewhere else. And, you know, how can you take the Atlanta sound as it is right now today and make it your own? Uh, Like I said, just that being yourself and just being true to where you come from. Like, I'm from South Carolina, which is close to, you know what I'm saying, Atlanta, but it's a little more countryer. So, like, (laughs) you know, my... I grew up on a lot of soul music. I grew up on a lot of like churchy kind of, you know what I'm saying, music. Mm. So, you know, I add, or, you know, I kind of add that vibe, you know, to that. And or I just make sure like when I make my beats, it's a universal sound, you know, to like all generations, not just to a younger generation, but to the older, because you want all sales. You don't want just one sale. <laughs> one thing that's always impressed me about you is you've been making beats for a long time and the stories we've exchanged I know you know how to make every kind of beat mm-hmm. but you so are in tune to the trap sound how did you do that? just because that's what I like I just love heavy drums mm-hmm. period or just just the feeling or I I listen to music that reflects on what I'm trying to do on a daily basis like you know I I listen to a J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar, you know, every once in a while when I'm in that mode or in that mind state. But if I'm trying to wake up to get some money, you know what I'm saying? I want some motivating music to get me some money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just more so I just elevated that, but I just take my musical taste and just add that on top of, you know what I'm saying? The, you know, heavy drums or wherever people want, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't steer or steer too far away because, you know, you don't want to, Confused like the artist, or just you know, when something too left field, you like, yeah, I get what you're doing, but you just did too much of it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's a difference. Most definitely. Who uh, who would you say you know your favorite uh, major artist to record it uh, and work with? Thug was one of the most like interesting. You know, just I learned so much from sitting behind him. You know, as an engineer, because like he knows how to use Pro Tools, and uh, I, you know, from what I can see, I know Alex Tume you know, taught a lot uh, of, you know, just especially just knowing Pro Tools and just knowing how to structure records. But I know he actually sat there in front of the computer and did this <laughs> for a long time. So mm. it helped me grow as an engineer. So when I started recording other people after him, like, it felt like a breeze. <laughs> like, mm. I was like, oh, man, like, man. <laughs> what's, you know your favorite, what's your favorite uh, Thug studio story? <laughs> 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 Oh, it's too many. <laughs> it's too many. It's too many. I'm going to let her little hook. That's what big bro. I got to let her, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel you. I feel well, you. I know one thing we did when I asked you about was, well, first thing, you know, remember when Stafford was on? Um, You know Stafford? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Stafford, uh, he's from the uh, Carolinas, too. Oh, uh, that's right. He yeah, is, he's from yeah. the Carolinas, too. And he was saying how, like, if you had to give an artist, like, a crash course on how to use Pro Tools, like, Thug is, like, the perfect example. Yeah. Right, so. Yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, with his speed, his speed matches like a Chris Brown or like a, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or a London major artist. So it's like, if you can know how to keep up with him, 
you probably be able to keep up with a lot of these other major artists. So you know when Thug's looking at the screen, he knows what he's doing. When he's, yeah. looking, at, when he's looking at it really intently. Just which like is, in that meme. That meme. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wanted to ask about, man, that meme that was floating around. And, you know, everybody got a laugh out of it because, I mean, he didn't produce so many jokes, but, but well, you know him so personally, we when, know. When I seen it, I was like, Oh no! Right now, oh no! Sims know like, exactly what he's feeling. Like, he's like, "Oh no, they made the studio mean." And I was like, "No." And usually, you know how little dirt was sitting. Yeah, that's I, you. I mean, I'm usually little dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just sitting there, was like, "Okay, okay." Just because I just want to make sure I be able to pay attention to what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just to make sure I pay attention to him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't pay attention to what's going on. All the other people, I might just. Look through the door just to see who's walking in and out, but I just I make sure like what is he doing? Now what is it like? I got a question. Like what is it like working with these major artists and like once you come like they work at a different pace. So like what are some of those things you're picking up? Like more than just like oh this is how I operate Pro Tools. What are you thinking? Like what mind? Exp- I guess that sounds like real like trippy, but mind expanding or like um, things that you take away with substance. Like what do you learn from them? Um, better business how to treat people when you have money, how to not treat people when you have money, you know what I'm saying? And just learning, just learning the pros and cons, just uh, how to make an entity or just that person, op- you know what I'm saying, operate. It's a, like, uh, being an artist is a whole business. Mm. It, it is a business. You, the, there might be one person to start, but you don't know how many people is behind it just to make that one person a star. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The engineer, the producer, the AR, the DJ, the cameraman, you know what I'm saying? Every little person has a job and it all correlates to, you know what I'm saying? Just the artist. So definitely. So when you're in the studio and you're recording, like a lot of difficult situations pop up. These artists want it done quick, fast. How do you stay calm when the software starts malfunctioning and thug being your ear? <laughs> Either Google or ask for help. <laughs> or you figure it out. Like, you know what I'm saying? I learned how to fix things because it's not my first time around the rodeo. This, if I know how to fix it because it's not my first time encountering this problem. Mm. And there'd be times where you're still going to be looking dumb, but you look to take that as the lesson. And many times I have been looking stupid in front of, like, you know what I'm saying, in the studio with, like, feature everybody. They'd be like, bro, this sounds crazy, bro. you doing a horrible job. And I'm just like, crap. Yeah. Feature is looking at me. Like, just walk out. And I'm just like, so, so because you've done it and you've come back from it, how do you, yeah, co- how do yeah. you come how back? How do you bounce back? I, I mean, you just go back home and you go back to the drawing board and just, you know, don't take your ass, don't feel bad about it. You know what I'm saying? Just really just dust it off. Ain't, ain't nobody shot you. <laughs> you ain't get a bullet. You ain't go home with a bullet in your shoulder. So you're going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, you live and you learn, you know, and we all grown men, so grown men and women. So, you know, we just take everything with stride. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Good yeah. advice for every engineer. As long as you don't go home with a bullet hole, <laughs> it's, a good day. it's a good day. And your ego intact. You yeah, know what right. I'm saying? And go that, home. That's really than they really know right now. You're going to be at. What about like mixing clients? And, you know, like I know I've, I've, you know, done mixes in the past, particularly online clients. And when they want a million revisions, because they don't understand, like we got to pull up, we got to wait for Pro Tools to load up the session do the fix bounce it out like they don't really realize that like okay one one little two second revision is really like a 15 20 minute thing bro you know what i mean it could be even more but the thing about revisions the biggest tip i learned and my partner in seattle like homie Gibson, he showed he told me like i had to do a revision for this uh, female artist working with and i was sitting there frustrated up like three or four o'clock in the morning like bro 
she talking about she want this and that. Yeah. And what the hell? It sound good. What the hell she right, talking right. about? And he was just like, bro, why don't you just do exactly what she said? And I was just like, well, yeah. All right. And I did it. And she was like, it sounds amazing. Thank you. And I was just like, wow. So what do you think? You were just like overthinking it? Yeah, or? bro. I'm. That's one of my biggest weaknesses. As a person, as a human being, is overthinking. I overthink so much that I haven't trying to calm down on it. I just, just let things, you know, just kind of just take things for what it is and just keep it pushing. Mm. And just if somebody says something, if that's what they want, I'm gonna give it. That's what I'm gonna give you. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you get a happy client. You know what I'm saying? The it, customer is right. It's weird how we see ourselves versus how other people see us, right? And you see yourself as somebody who thinks too much. But I look at you and I'm like, damn, he knows a whole lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you gotta find a way to like know a whole lot. You, you know what I mean? So yeah. like I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that. I know I can call Sims with certain questions. Sims yeah. gonna know or Sims gonna tell me how to find out. I mm-hmm. I went to school, you know what I'm saying? I went to a regular, I went to HBCU. I didn't go to like a full sale or like a, you know what I'm saying, SAE. You know, I have homies that went to full sale SAE or, you know, working at a studio. I have interns and stuff, and they still ask me, like, you know what I'm saying? How you do this and do that? And all my stuff came from experience and self-learning because I be on YouTube every day. Like, I watch Producer Grind. I watch everybody else's podcast <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just, to, just to learn something new, mm. just to be like, oh, man, what the hell are they, y'all talking about? Like, mm. I learned, like, the 30 Hertz thing from DJ Burn one the other day. Yeah, and yeah, I was just like, oh, that's fine. But I'm not just y'all. I watch everything. I watch Genius. I watch, you know, other... You know, what you mean platform? you watch Genius? Ain't no, ain't no with the enemy face ass. Oh, I work with y'all Genius. But no, I watch every, I, I really watch everything yeah, just yeah, to, for sure, for you know sure. what I'm saying, Most get definitely. knowledge and just really just learn something new every day. I never feel like I know too much as much as I, I'm, I'm, teach, I'm teaching seminars, I guess, but you know, I still feel like a student. Student that, that brings me to a good question. Uh, I'm going to ask you an overrated, underrated question. <laughs> and it's not from our overrated, underrated segment, yeah. but do you think going to recording school is overrated or underrated? It depends on what you get out of it. If you could go back in time and you had all your all your knowledge erased, would you go and drop 60 bands on a full sale education? No. No, because there's not the same knowledge I have for free. Mm. Through life. All learning is, is a series of practical applications. You get some information and then you go try it out. Sometimes people can't get that without going to school. But like, if you know the homie, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I call people, yo, can I intern with you? I'm like, yo, that's great, but I need to learn this or I need to learn yeah. that. That's it. A lot of my biggest connects actually came from going to school. Like my production partner, like I met him in school. Like a lot of people I run into on a daily basis, I have met through being in school. And it's just like, wow. But you didn't go to recording school. You went to Nah, just, but yeah, it's just yeah. that networking part. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just knowing a lot of people just really helped for my career. Did sure. you ever start off as like an intern for a studio or anything? Or yeah, how yeah, you, yeah. You started off interning. Yeah, like, I, uh, how important is that? Like, just talk about man, that too. Like, also that. Just interning in a studio. I have connections to, the, like, the connections I have to this day are from when I met, you know, people I met at during my internship. Uh, I recorded at a studio. I interned at a studio called uh, Top Shelf Studios. Mm. It's uh, off of Boulevard. You know what I'm saying? Nice mm-hmm. private spot. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened, like, a lot of people I met, I met, like, people I work with in free bands. I started recording Young Scooter there um, because uh, 
their engineers, Chop House, they be there. They from Carolina too. Those are my boys. Shout out Chop House. Hey, uh, yeah, Chop House J. You know, Smiley Face. They was recording him at the time. They were doing 80 Babies uh, mm. tape with Young Scooter. And there was time they would be there. There was time Scooter ain't. So somebody got to record Scooter. And I was the next guy for a job. And I got placements there, mm. you know, with Scooter. I even got um, one artist I worked with named JG. I got him a, a feature from Scooter from being able to, you know what I'm saying, just was recording him at the time through my internship. So it sounds like just being around all those people is not necessarily, not even... Um, the fact that you wanted to be an engineer, well, you wanted to you wanted to be an engineer when you went to and like that was your goal when you became. It was more so just to better myself as a producer mm-hmm. as a whole, or just being and being in the environment. It mm-hmm. was well, overall just-, just exposes you to much more because I know like I wouldn't be sitting here now if it wasn't for my internship at Twelve Studios. Shout out to everybody at Twelve Studios, yeah. appreciate that. Twelve is a great studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah for you, sure. I'm sure you learned a lot. From I learned, being I learned so much, and like it ultimately led me here. Really, so it's like it's a blessing. Yeah, it's just, and you, you don't it, and you don't even need to know exactly what it is you want to do things just grow and like the way God works it just naturally just things just and come together like people you. you run into the sh- exactly. later just be like like Damn. cake boy yeah cake, cake boy, boy. Like cake boy. Yeah. yes sir the ballet yeah. when, when you keep your mind open and you understand okay I have this goal and I'm going to do anything to get there, right? Yeah. Like here we, I'm finding we're finding ourselves on a producer ground podcast. Like I don't think anybody set out to host a podcast. Yeah. But, <laughs> you, kept, but you kept your mind open. Like, hey, if I want to get a placement, I gotta try these things. Yeah. And this is how life happens. Yeah. Like I put my practice aside. I work hard. You know what I'm saying? I got here because clean the toilets. You gotta do everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it, humble it's yourself. not even about like it's not the action, but just yeah, the mental. It's more so like. If I tell an intern to do something, it's more so I just want to see you can follow directions because mm-hmm. if you don't can't follow my directions or you can't follow the artist's request, then how are you going to expect to follow them when you're recording? You have to listen to them. That mm. You have to listen to music. You won't even listen to what they're saying, but you won't listen to their music. No, got room. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Because you can't even listen to what's going on. You can't even pay attention to your environment. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? First. That's facts. Most definitely. You know and I mean? you start building that reputation because I know people that I've run into from 12, like they... You build a good uh, reputation back then, even when you wasn't nothing. When you start advancing in your career or whatever, they'll remember, oh, bro was nice to me all the time. You know, or bro was always working hard. You know what I mean? So it's huge, like more ways than people can even think, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just not being a dickhead. Just take you a long way, bro. Yes. Just, just being a good person, just sometimes. Not getting that. walked over, but just being nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just show that good people still exist out here. Mm. Right. I, I feel like in this industry and just in life here. I feel like it's sad. Like one thing I have been having to remind all the bros this week is like, be you and be like nice, regardless of how people treat you, because that people will try to take advantage of somebody who's nice. But I don't want to tell like keep doing you because what's owed to you in the universe is going to come to you for being a good person. Always. That's facts. Always. So that brings us to overrated, underrated on the producer Ooh. Brian podcast. That's the fun part. Overrated, overrated yeah. underrated. Where we present you with five topics. You simply respond if you think that's overrated or underrated. If we feel it merits further discussion, we'll ask you to explain. So we have D Sims on overrated, underrated on the Producer Grind podcast. Overrated, underrated. D Sims, are you ready? <laughs> yes, sir. Let's do it. Overrated, underrated. Stock plugins. Underrated. Boom. They hmm. why time. Why? Why? Because they're made for the program. <laughs> <laughs> they sound best with the program. I, no matter Pro Tools, FL, whatever, I might use different plugins for, you know what I'm saying, different tones or just different characteristics. But if I just need to get a job done, you always use a stock plugin. Sometimes 
I heard like future records, and I'd be like, damn, that reverse sounds so good. Recipe Seth Perkins, he was using the goddamn stock reverb in Pro Tools. I was like, what? <laughs> so, speaking of learn, learning things from each other, like I asked you that question because of what you talked about in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And like when you started going through your tutorial, your cooking up keynote, and everybody's like, yo, you're using a lot of stock stuff that's just NFL. And you said, like, you said that exact answer you just said. I was like, oh, that makes sense. It was made yeah. for the program. JB be saying the same thing. He's like, yeah, the algorithm, they put it in there for a reason. Yeah, like, the algorithms oh, just in it just sound, you know what I'm saying? Just programmed to work a little bit. It just, you know, never see a, a stop plug in really crashing or really acting buggy. You know what I'm saying? It's yep. built, to, built to work with it. Overrated, underrated on the Producer Grind podcast with D Sims. Overrated, underrated, interning at a studio. Also underrated, but can't get overrated. Don't let all these studios <laughs> run you to the ground. You know what I'm saying? Just do your thing. And if you mean, if you're meant to be there, be there. If not, you know what I'm saying? Go to the mm. next studio. Mm. Just because I interned at one studio didn't leave me, didn't mean I was meant to be there. You know what I'm saying? I went to, you know, I started at Loud and started in one room. And it was me, my mentor, St. Lou, uh, my boy Mucho at the time. And at the time, I was just recording K Famous and blew up into a whole studio. Overrated, underrated, working with a major artist. It can be overrated. It can be overrated. I just sometimes, I can't work with certain egos all the time. Or it's some days I can be like, yeah, I'm I'm with it today. Like, let's go, let, let me go hang out with Superstars Day. Some days like, nah, bro. <laughs> yeah, mm. I'm just, I feel like being a regular person. Mm. I'm still a regular person when I'm with, he's, you know, everybody. But, you know what I'm saying? Not with the rap cap. <laughs> I was gonna say if you had to put a percentage on it, this percentage uh up and coming, this percentage established, where do you sit right there as far as who you work with? As an established? Yeah, like how many what percent is established? What percent are you working with over spending your time working with up and comers? I feel like I've been lately, as of lately, I've been trying to work with more up and coming. Would you say it's 50 50? Would you say it's Yeah, just more so. Or I try to link, I try to be the connection between the independent and the majors. Facts. As the producer, that's what your job is. Mm. Just the more so like, hey, if I got the resource, if this person want to work with this person and they got the resources to put it together and I got the connection to do it together, I'm going to make that phone call. Mm. Because especially I'm going to be a part of it some way, producing it, engineering it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Some kind of paperwork, something, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting some percentage out of it. You know what I'm saying? Having, being able to make them calls also is a job in itself or just is a skill in itself. Mm. Networking is a skill in itself. It is a something that can get you paid in itself. That's just one aspect. Got to learn how to monetize off everything, little thing you do as a producer, because you can't wait on these beat checks all day. No, <laughs> For sure. sure, you got to do something in between. So I'm ready to make some plays. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Overrated, underrated on the Producer Grind podcast with D Sims. Overrated, underrated mixing for online clients. Mm. Both. Both. You can find you might find the next artist, but at the same time, sometimes sometimes I'll turn money's not everything. Sometimes if it feels like a headache, I'll be like, no, I still don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. What's the most amount of money you ever turned down? 1400 <laughs> For like missing a whole project. Mm-hmm. And just because I was just like after a while, I was like, man, ain't nobody paid me yet. <laughs> <laughs> so why the hell I'm mixing all this for? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna 
work on something else. Mm. Uh. And lastly, overrated, underrated on the producer grind podcast with D Sims, overrated, underrated Fortnite. I don't really play Fortnite. Oh, <laughs> I just play. I just play. I just played the other day at JB's house, mm. so I, it was fun. And then everybody got me on PUBG, so that's my closest thing. Yeah, <laughs> so PUBG, I guess oh, underrated. If, PUBG. if it's like, <laughs> I have been addicted to PUBG. If Fortnite like PUBG, then you playing on the phone or the console? Yeah, on the phone. Yeah, on the phone. <laughs> Dylan says too much for the phone. <laughs> I fuck with both of them. I fuck with all of it. The Fortnite's too much for the phone. Yeah, oh, Fortnite's too much yeah. on the dang controller. Yeah, you can in walls. I played a couple times. I was like, bro, it's too much. If you nice have Fortnite on the phone, you you the goat. That oh, shit yeah. hard as hell. Oh, yeah. Ninja getting big bucks off it though. Crazy sponsorships, man. Real thing. Mm. So that was overrated, underrated on the producer grind podcast with D Sims. Yeah, yeah, I got passed. Yeah, passed, guys. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Like, I know, like you passed, you passed you pass the factor. I don't know if you passed overrated, underrated. He, he slick didn't answer one, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, I kind of just <laughs> we see uh, we see you and a lot of the other guys from Loud House rocking a lot of the two Lones gear. Um, and I, I I thought it was dope, and I just didn't know too much about it. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about your relationship with the brand. Man, because of Matt, shout out to Matt Tash. That's my, my best friend. Uh, and that's who else he is, man. It's, man. A, it's just an Alabama thing. So I support all country, and I support dope brands. So shout out to Lone. Oh, they're based in, in Alabama? Yes. That's okay. what's up. You know, the, you know the owners or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. It's like two of them. They pull up, be dropping clothes off. Everybody just... For real? Yeah, it's like two or three of them. And they be decked hmm. out. That's what's up. <laughs> That they got. Shit, tell him push up. Man, yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Tulones. <laughs> Zoom in. <laughs> shouts out to Tulones and shouts out to Wall Street hippies, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Yeah, Wall Street. Look, I just strive on being like a tastemaker. You know, mm. just like the difference between like being a producer and a beat maker, just more than just, just making a beat. It's just showing you got good taste in pop culture. Mm. Like, being like having good taste in music, having good taste in fashion, having good mm-hmm. taste in, you know what I'm saying? So just, just everything. The whole you know package. what I'm saying? A lot of times when you be a good taste maker, you just know how to put things together. Like I feel like Kanye, like Kanye is who he is as a taste maker. You know who's an underrated taste maker? Mm. Sonny Digital. Mm. Sonny Digital does a lot for the production culture and for Atlanta and the Atlanta culture as a whole, just by putting certain people together. Mm. Or just, you know, like the first people the first person I ever rapped on 21 Savage beat was DJ Plug. And that was mm. because of Sonya Digital. Gotta do your research. <laughs> I do my research. Like, I'm not from Atlanta, but I have done my research or, or I've been involved in Atlanta culture enough so I know and I give my respect when respect is due. So it's like, I'm not from here. So I gotta, you know what I'm saying, give extra respect just to beat coincide. Mm. Now, I feel like that's that's an important point you just made. Like, so for instance, someone that moved that's a producer and will keep on going with Iowa. Someone that came down to Iowa and is now getting um <laughs> it's coming down to Atlanta. How important is it to just go ahead and do your research and stuff? Cause it it takes time to get adjusted to the culture and that plays a huge role. Yeah. Man, I seen one interview Sonny had and this dude walked up was like, Hey, you're Metro Boomin? And he's like, What? Yeah, he's I've like, seen that too. He's like, yo, you know, I'm Metro was staying at my house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, he like, you don't know what I've done. You walk up to me. You know what I'm saying? These are my bros. You know, these are my peers. These are, you know, it's bigger than just making beats. You know what I'm saying? We struggle together. It's different. So what would you say to someone that just moved down here that doesn't know the culture yet? What would you tell them to do? Or like what I did said, you do? Just, well, I know research. Just not only research, but just became a part of it. 
Mm. Just become a part of the culture. Do something. Do something for the culture. Not just the Atlanta culture, but just the production culture as well. That's why I do the seminars. You know, just being a part of the culture. Saying, just fully dive myself in so I can just say I have contributed something. Don't just don't just do what you do. Contribute something. Mm. <clears throat> contribute something. If you contribute something, you're you last longer. Last longer. Gems. Oh, most definitely. Oh, so let's switch up the topic a little bit. Um, let's talk about. Um, do you think drugs make artists better, or do you think it just slows them down and hinders their career, or do you think that it helps them tap into more creative energy? It's a fifty-fifty thing. Mm. To me, it's just kind of like, I feel like as long as they don't harm themselves, like like a little peep, you know, like rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? I, all my folks in Seattle, they kind of coincide with his people. And they told me, like, you know, saying a lot of stories. And it's like, I, that was a, if everybody taking drugs, no business can get done. Somebody mm. got to be sober, do handle some, be able to get some money, handle some business. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, do what you do, be creative, you know what I'm saying, to do you create, to have your creativity, but just don't put your life at stake, don't put your business at stake, don't put your family at stake, and you know what I'm saying, don't put your finances at stake, man. Like, mm. handle responsibilities or just know what you, like. It's like a fine line you got to walk if you're going to do it, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I know my limit. I don't really, you know what I'm saying, do anything. What is it? I probably, like, smoke, you know what I'm saying? Does weed even count? Nah, we don't. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> Other than that, I might drink every once in a while. How do you feel about well, I mean, it producers? could definitely slow somebody down, though. Like, I might they, have a drink every once in a while or something, but that's, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, you get someone in the studio that smokes way too much, you know, it'll, it'll mess up the workflow. And, like, have yeah, you ever had I, those experiences Every time I've like, all right, cool. Or there have been times, even with, you know what I'm saying, record thug or something, like, I'll come in sober. Mm. Just so I could just know, just like, yeah, I'm going to pay attention. Do you ever have, like, instances where people just come in the studio and just get too faded, like, they can't even record anymore? Or like, oh, and just fall asleep? Yeah. I don't know if I fell asleep or yeah. that's part of the job. <laughs> that means you go in the other room and go make beats. <laughs> so you still getting paid, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seems like you want some more NyQuil. More than <laughs> <I'm saying. laughs> Go ahead, stay asleep. I got a couple beats I'm trying to what? knock out. Okay, I do have a question. What's the most like wildest drug you see in the studio? We're like, yo, come on. Or tranquilizer. I know we've seen the lean. I know we've seen the purse. That's just, I don't sound like the DJ Smoke. <laughs> Horror high story. Now, I ain't been around nothing too crazy. Like, so, you know, if it was, I'd be like, yeah, I need to go home today. Because that's just not, you just don't want to put yourself in that environment. Yeah, it's a big, like, safety in the studios is a big yeah, thing. Like, yeah. I'm concerned about, you know, my safety. I want to make sure, you know, at the end of the day, everybody, not just me, go home to their family yeah. every day. The thing that most you know recently. Saying? Everybody's people. The thing that most recently tripped me out, I seen was Molly. Oh, just yeah. like, which I guess I kind of get. You want to feel good or whatever, have a good time. But it's just, it's like, it just kind of caught me off guard. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody has their own thing they do. It's just, again, like, the problem really comes is when you put other people's lives at stake and when you put other people's lives in danger. And yourself, too, but, you know, you're your own person, so you do what you do, but nothing that should affect it, everybody else. When it comes to, like, a business and the money, person who has the money, everybody should protect the money. Protect the money. Everything should do operate around the money. If you, if the money's gone, what do what's what's there? Mm. Can't do. But not just to like just solely focus on protect the not, money. Not protect yeah, the yeah. money, but you know what I'm saying. Like but, a leader, look yeah, out for the just, leader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make sure be a good leader, and everybody else will follow. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know what I'm saying. But you know what I'm saying. It's everybody don't do it. You know what I'm saying. Some people try to be the leader and the follower. 
Mm. I'm just glad we grew up in the era where rappers wasn't talking about doing perks and all that shit. And, you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, that shit wasn't cool. You know what I mean? I feel so you know, like you don't think that's in the music now. I think it is. It is. It I'm is. saying, well, oh, I mean, saying we didn't grow. I'm up. I'm saying I grew. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm 25, so like, I mean, like, I guess it just it really just kind of started like what four, five, six years ago. Yeah, you know like, I mean? it's like more. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when I was in high school and shit, like it wasn't really like cool. To, like we you weren't really hearing rappers rap about it like that. Yeah, maybe like, like little like, little Wayne yeah, like yeah, lean yeah. or something, but yeah, I lean. Like, you know what I mean? But now it's like everything's cool. Like it's almost like heroin's cool. It's it's weird, bro. But I just like, you know what I mean? I'll be worried about my little cousins and little siblings getting influenced and all that stuff. Yeah, bro. I it's just like, try to be an influence to my family as a period. Or I just think about like, damn, how how do I make my family look? You know what I'm saying? The, the thing I think is weird too, I feel like in my generation, I'm a little bit older, but like we come from like, we study the drugs before we, no, for real. Yeah, we like, we, like crack, we study the drugs like, before. Crack started in the eighties. Yeah, so, so like, like you know, don't I, take crack. Or if you take a perk, it's gonna be like this. And I feel like these kids just popping anything. Like, do you even know what it does? Be mixing stuff too, yeah. and people don't understand when you mix stuff, it turns into a completely different uh, substance in your body, and that's where a lot of overdoses come from. Yeah, people just start mixing stuff up, or a lot of people mess up business or be treating people a certain way because just because. I mean, shit. Look at Scott Storch. You know, you. We. I just saw his uh, Vivo dot or how do you say it? Vivo Vevo. Vivo. Vivo, Vivo, yeah, yeah, okay, Vivo, I'm saying it right. But his documentary, well, he was just talking about, you know, how it changed his life. I meant to watch life. that too. Well, how yeah, was, but that's the perfect example. Scott Storch is like, cocaine fucked this shit up, but he can yeah. smoke weed all day. In yeah. fact, he said, like, I need weed to keep going. To keep, which I kind of, like, you know, when you have to have that intense focus, it's kind of like, it helps you, like, block yeah, out like, the you, like, everybody has Especially, like, thing, being you know I mean? up all night, just straining your body and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, not saying, I ain't saying go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't promoting nothing, but I'm just more, so a lot of people, they just have their way to relax. You know what I'm saying? It don't even have to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, some people, people, you know, do yoga, like, some people yeah, smoke like, cigarettes. Like, like have candles. Like, yeah. I've seen, like, Future have candles. Future set up a whole vibe, baby. Yeah. Candy and stuff like rose petals. I don't walk them rose petals. Like lavender oil. Yeah, <laughs> bottles, of, bottles of liquor. You know what I'm saying? All right, so Sims, how does um engineering, how has that helped you in your production, like getting beach plays and also just your mix in general? Well, it helped me just, opening doors for me, first of all, just be able to be in the room with the artist. Oh, you know, a lot of placements I have got is from recording the artist first. And then they once they trust me as the engineer, then they're like, oh, bro, you make beats too, don't you? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So they can go through all the Metro beats and the Zaytoven and, you know, probably producing day after that. You know, you might have a little time to get your record, you know what I'm saying, play your record. And if it's good enough, you know what I'm saying? Now, would you, you suggest would you suggest for producers that have been producing for a long time? Would you say go ahead and learn this craft, or would you say just maybe stay in your lane? Or I say every you producer need you, you don't have to be an engineer, but at least know how to record. Because the main reason I learned how to engineer is so as a skill set on top of me just knowing how to make beats and also just man, I read this this like article on the internet one time. It was like, yo, if you was in the room with Rick Ross, right, and you wanted a placement. And then, like, the engineer got sick or he had to leave or something like that, and you didn't know how to record, and you just sitting there staring at Rick Ross, then it's like, you just missed out on the placement. True. You really just missed out on the placement because you could have been like, Ross, I know how to record, goddammit. All right, cool. You know, at least you don't, have, you don't have to be the greatest. You don't have to be, you know what I'm saying, like a Dave Pensado, but you just just get the job, get the job done and then just do whatever, you know, mm. just go from there. Actually, Rick Ross, engineer, just uh, he, uh, Tomcat, he gave me some of the biggest advice I ever heard. And he was just like, yo, he was like, you know how to engineer, right? Just go engineer. Just make it sound good. 
Like, it, like simple little comments like that, you know, it just sounds simple, but it's just kind of straightforward. Just, yo, just go do the job. Just make it sound good. Mm. Like, you, it, I know there's technical things that go to it, but it just, just work. You know mm. what I'm saying? Just make it sound good. Don't make it complicated. Like, yeah, if the artists like it, if it sounds good enough to play in their car at the end of the day, your job is done. Um, but engineering has also better my production, though. You know, just saying, just knowing how to, you know what I'm saying, EQ my drums a little better or just, you know, mixing vocals or just even making beats, you know, as a whole. I structure it where I hear the artist's vocals on it already or just have space for it already. So I just already know when I, you know what I'm saying, put in Pro Tools and it blends well. It's already going to blend well because I kind of mix for the final product. I just already just have that vision as of the whole mix in whole. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not just, oh, this is the beat. This is the vocals. Slap it together, call it a day. You know what I'm saying? I try to mix with the whole end product in my mind mm. as a whole. Very cool. So. so you made an appearance on Love and Hip Hop, and we were just wondering if you can talk about that experience and how you got that opportunity. Man, um... He famous. <laughs> nah, not even. That was just uh, working at a studio, working at Loud House, and... Um, JD and Pito, shout out to JD, Pito and Jules. They was just like, yo, uh, we having Love and Hip Hop. They just had a relationship with the people. And they was like, yeah, they're shooting some scenes. Um, they it was like, yo, you want to do it? And it was just nothing. There. I was just like, yeah, sure. Like, nothing special. And they originally asked Turbo first, and Turbo said, nah. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. But I understand for, you know, what he, you know, the reason why he didn't do it. I didn't feel like, you know what I'm saying, it was his thing anyways. And I was just, they was just like, after everybody do, even Turbo was like, yeah, you just seem more fit for it. Mm. You know I'm curious, anything have to do with, because when we had Turbo here last time, yeah. he was kind of expressing his desire to be, hey man, I'm I'm a producer, I'm not an engineer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know if that has something to do with it? or? I mean, not even that, it just, like I said, not even just rap cap, but just TV cap too. <laughs> you know, he probably was just like, nah, I don't need that TV cap. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Turbo just do what he does best. Man. Yeah. You know, he does what he wants, and that's why he's successful. And that's my brother. I love him to death. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm proud of him. I'm mm. proud of everybody who I work with. You know what I'm saying? From Matt Turbo to goddamn producers that y'all don't even know about, like Zay Band, goddamn. Uh, I picked up that kid, Deadin, from Toronto. Yeah, yeah shout out, shout out to Deadin. Just, uh, man. I can list producers that people need to know about all day. Y'all just come holler at me. If, uh, if the... Well, I be trying to tell artists when they link up with me, you don't just link up with me. You link up all the producers I know because I'm going to tell all my producers, homie, like, yo, this is who I'm working with. This is who y'all need to be in tune with. And they're going to be like, okay, cool. And they're going to load your ass up because they see me working with them. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> just straight up. Like, so that's why I be like, yo, like I'm worth more than just my beats. I just, just who I know and just who I can put, you know, put your music in the hands of or just, you know what I'm saying, what the connections I can make. That's what makes me more valuable. You know what I'm saying? As a whole. Mm. Mm. And so we saw that you work with uh, Damani Harris. I'm saying his name right. Damani. Yeah. yeah, talk about that. Man, that's my little bro. I don't know. Mm. It's just like, he was 12, 13. How old is he now? Uh, like 17. 17. Yeah. What and was I, that like? I met him through, uh, you know what I'm saying, my relationship with Shad that I was talking about earlier, and my um, brother Joel, you know, mm-hmm. who was managing <laughs> that time. And I just pulled up, and he was just like, I want to rap. And not even think about like, oh, he's tip son or nothing like that. I just like, oh, little bro trying to rap. Oh, it sound pretty decent, man. Let me goddamn help you. And then uh, I end up producing his first debut single with my brother Zayban. Mm. You know, I'm on now. And it's like, I looked at it the other day. 
5 million views. Mm. And I, first time, the day after I graduated from college, I heard it on the radio. And mm. uh, V13, Bradstreet right. yeah. premiered it. And he, that was a blessing. <laughs> he's yeah. definitely developing his own thing because I had seen him around in a lot of studios before I put two and two there. I was yeah. like, I just, I, you see Harris, you see. And then one day I saw him in the pit. I was like, oh, that's T. And to me, that's yeah. a good thing because he built his own thing and he didn't and, just build his deal and he, off. He T. developed his own sound and just focused on like not, he just be like, I'm not trying to be like his dad. Not just necessarily like it was a bad thing just to be like Tip's son or something, but he's just like, yo, I'm Damani Harris. I'm not Tip's son. Yeah, it comes, like having your father be Tip is like, yeah, comes he's with like, that burden. I, he's <laughs> like, I ain't rapping because of my dad. I'm rapping because of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is what I want to do. And everything he done so far has been on his own. Mainly. You know, he ain't asked for no help, no handout, no co-sign. He paid for his own studio time. He pays me to engineer sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he pay out his own money. He ain't got no label budget. He just... You know what I'm saying? Of course, he can probably ask his dad for something, but he go do it himself. He hard. He works hard. That's what's he works up. hard, and every pro and what he's real, what he's real about every project that he's been putting out. Either I've been on it or I helped him. You know what I'm saying? Put it together. I produced three records on his last project, and it was two was co-produced by Simo, the drum firm, that's my cousin, and uh, and one produced by me. And then we were talking about even doing like a live version. Mm-hmm. And then we were Shout out to Simo, by the way. Simo <laughs> yeah, cool as hell. Man. <laughs> man, he gonna be like, oh, he finally shot me out. Head <laughs> ass little boy. <laughs> man, that's my cousin, man. He's a great producer. He taught me so much, like, as a producer. You know what I'm saying? He just, his taste of music is just different. He listen to pop music. He don't even listen to rap music mm-hmm. sometimes. But he just opened my eyes, like, yo, like, you need your, your sound, need to sound universal. You stop making beats like a. I stopped making beats. Ooh, fuck, messing around with him and I start making music mm. like a lot of producers need to stop making beats bro and I just be thinking like yo I'm, when I sit down in front of the computer I'm making music today I'm not just making oh eight of weights I'm making what I feel I feel I'm making what's my emotions based off of. mm. regardless of even regardless of the tools I'm using I might play it out I might use a media I might use a sample wherever I'm just feeling mm. like I don't care like as long as you have, you know <clears throat> saying be true to yourself and just have the creativity behind it you know what I'm saying? That's all you. Most definitely. In a way, it reminds me a little bit of Will Smith's son and that, you know, being that second generation, you don't have that same pressure to fit into the box. You have a little more creative freedom, if you will, because people know, like, okay, this person, you know, if they come from that kind of lineage, you know, mm-hmm. we can give them a chance. And so people are going to give Damani more of a chance to be outside the box. They might give a brand new artist. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause it, but it's kind of just like pressure at the same time because, yeah, you know, they yeah. just... Double-edged. Yeah, they just yeah. like, oh, well... He ain't like his dad. And mm-hmm. Like, the whole point of what his dad has done is so he don't have to be like him. Exactly, exactly. And he can just tell it from his perspective. And that's what's more important. You know, I make music to tell his life from his perspective, not from just being, like, the son of a famous rapper, but just what the money hairs go through. And I, uh, the main reason I work with him so much is because he reminds me so much of myself as, like, my age. Yeah. You know, I'm, I mean, from his age, like, when I was 17, like, I was doing the exact same thing. I was throwing house, you know what I'm saying, throwing house parties, just trying to get in my, you know what I'm saying, just trying to fit in. Well, not really fit in, but just, you know what I'm saying, just trying to live life and figure what life is about. Mm. And, you know, I try to be less like a like a producer, but more like a big brother. Like, yo, mm. you can talk to me about anything if you call me. You know what mm. I'm saying? It's different. Like, I don't look at him like Tip I'm looking at him like my little brother mm. because he reminds me so much of myself, you know. 
Most definitely. That's real. So that brings us to the um factor on the Producer Grind um, podcast with D Sims. I'm already lost. <laughs> <laughs> so on our um try. factor, you will have 30 seconds um, to answer the question, speak on the topic we give you. You cannot stop for longer than one second. You cannot say um or I, and you must nah, take up positive. the no, entire 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So we have D Sims on the um factor <clears throat> on the Producer Grind podcast. D Sims, your topic you have to talk about the greatest caps of all time. Ding, 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 ding. The greatest caps of all time is Decent. when... Hold on. You're, I got some time on this one. I got too many stories. He said, go ahead and put a minute on the clock. <laughs> all right, we got D. Sims on the Unfactor on the Producer Grind podcast with 30 seconds on the timer. The greatest caps of all time, D. Sims. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two. One. The greatest rap cap of all time is when these rappers ain't trying to pay no producers. It's like, why are you trying to not pay us, man? It's like you flex the jewelry, you drive the car, seconds. and you do all this, and you just don't want to give us the money. Here, a little $40, bro. And you just seconds. made like 10 bands in a day doing shows, features, and stuff like that. I'm like, what yeah. are you doing, bro? Just stop, bro. Invest in your craft. Invest in your career. Five, make If the producer's four, comfortable, then three, we're going to make you comfortable, two, bro. And you don't have to worry about Mm. Sims, you have passed the um factor. I feel like that was going there. Let me breathe. Okay, what? <sighs> Come the pain that the, the producer, you know what I'm saying? Still do more, you know what I'm saying? Your content will be even, you know what I'm saying? Better than what it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. you're just helping everybody out. You know yeah, what I mean? Everybody just gets feel more invested, man. Like a lot of the artists I work with, I work with closely is because they have vested day time or day money. Not even just paying me, but just like, man, like for example, like, uh, shout out T-Hood. He bought me, like, the Mac I'm mixing, like, a lot of his records on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He paid it cash. Like, he ain't had to do that for me. He's just like, man, look, Sims, you going to miss my record? You need a computer? All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? And he ain't got to worry about, oh, bro, you're going to be, like, 500 for the mix. You know what I'm saying? Because he don't pay, you know what I'm saying, like, a band for a computer for me. You know what I'm saying? If an artist just, it ain't got to be about money, but if you just invest into the into the producer and just make the, if a producer, if an artist came and just make me feel comfortable, bro, I feel more like it, bro. You can have a beat. Here you go. Because mm-hmm. you don't, you know, probably like, man, bought some food for me, and, you know, gave me some smoke, you know what I'm saying? Or just, you know, just whatever, just make me feel cool being around you or just make sure I'm straight at home. Yeah, that's real or shit. Or something like that. That's the difference. If artists, so I'm an artist. If you make the producer com- comfortable, you'll be they'll be more liable to work with you. I promise mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I promise you. It's not all about money, but just, you know what I'm saying? Invest your time. And treat treat us, you know what I'm saying? Like how you want to be treated. Thanks. That's all we ask for. We ain't asking for much. <laughs> so we we uh we know you were MIA for a little bit. You were out there in uh Seattle for a minute. Um just talk to us a little bit about what it was like being away from, you know, the Atlanta music scene for a month. It helped me listen to it helped me just see it from an outside in instead of being from inside out. Of course, I when I came over to Seattle, it was like, what are y'all listening to? You know what I mean? Like, what are y'all listening to? Who's the artist we need to look out? But I'm like, what are y'all listening to? What mm. reaches? You know what I'm saying? What's mm. reaching on the other side of the earth or the other side of the country? Y'all, like, I came there and it's like, y'all listen to Lil Baby? Nah, not really like that. Y'all listen to Pablo Juan? Hell yeah, we love Pablo Juan. But I was like, oh, like, I work with 03 Greedo. And it was like, oh my God. Three Greedo. He's like the biggest thing out there. Mm. You know, free or three Greedo. Like he was one of the coolest artists to work with. And he was just like, just the fact that I recorded, you know, timeless records with him. He's 
Like, it just make me feel good on the West Coast and down South, you know what I'm saying? Just, mm-hmm. just, man, why do you, just why like, do you think certain um, artists are able to have a presence in Seattle or anywhere in the country versus other artists? Like, what do you think it is about Pablo Juan that made Seattle? Uh, because, like, his persona and just, like, the Atlanta culture and a lot of people just want to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, for example, like, he just have this big rock star or just, like, uh, mosh pit style. Aura to him. Yeah, so, like, when you go to a concert, you know you finna get lit. It's finna be everybody jumping around, stuff like that. And no matter what race or, you know what I'm saying, whatever music you listen to, if it just have that same energy, people gonna just attract it to it. And you said that punk scene out in Seattle's real big, too, right? Yeah, like rock. So like, that might factor into yeah, it Yeah, because, well. like, a lot of great musicians came out there, like, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Quincy Jones, like, you know, just a lot of people and Nirvana, like Kurt um, Cobain, you said, yeah, right? Kurt Cobain. Yeah. So, you know, so when I went out there, like I learned about the pop culture out there because they even have like a, a museum for it, for pop culture. And it was just like, oh, man, like a lot of this great music came in here, came out here. I, you just, I just feel real dived in. And then I just picked up stuff and I even applied it to my production. Like, for example, like. I've been using rock guitars in my production. Like, my homie Gibson plays guitar. So I've been, like, when I was out there, he was playing, like, him and his partner was playing some shit for me and just really adding to my production and just bring my production to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. I've been adding a lot more live instruments as a whole just so I could just have that feeling music, you know what I'm saying? So everything don't sound so uh, programmed. Go ahead and talk your reasons. So though. how much for these guitar sound packs? <laughs> we got to uh, work something out. Gibson, we're going to talk about it. We're going to get yeah, you some money. <laughs> I could use some live guitar for sure. I yeah. feel like L was coming with the reason gang. Follow my boy. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, you can use guitar samples in FL just like you use my reason. I'm just thinking like, that sounds smooth. Yeah. 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 That was John Boy too. Yeah. yeah. John Boy, yeah, Cold. really did it. Yeah, that boy. Cold. Be, be John ready. Boy go crazy. Hell yeah. yeah. That's my boy, man. Louisiana, you heard me. <laughs> you heard me. Yeah. Actually, it was some buck wild shit on the shade room or some last night. It just felt like Louisiana. That the girl was going off on that dude talking about you ain't gonna just be on the phone with another chick in front of me. I ain't seen out. it. And then they was racing horses in the background. I said, man, this feel like some Louisiana shit. <laughs> so I, I commented, I was like, John, boy, this Louisiana shit. He said every state in the South but Louisiana. No, that's Alabama. That's South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's some Louisiana don't call, shit. Don't throw me a little. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I went to Louisiana as a kid. I love Louisiana, man. Where's you from? You lived there, didn't you? Or? Yeah, uh, I lived in Mississippi for a short oh, time. Okay, okay. And then uh, as a kid, I used to travel there, mm-hmm. you know, travel Louisiana. I've been working with a lot of Louisiana or just uh, artists like Sherwood Marty. Uh, I worked with Ray Vicks for a little bit. It's a lot of dope artists. I love their music scene. Now, this is a, NBA Young Boy recorded him. This is a question I was talking to Dylan about and or just talking to everybody um, the other day about is like the Louisiana sound. Drake is really helping pulling that out and like making it more mainstream. Do you feel mm-hmm. the same way? Or how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, I feel like Drake been jumping from culture to culture because, you know, there was a time he was popping Atlanta. There was a time he was popping Houston. There was a time he was, you know what I'm saying, just picking his mm-hmm. picking his rounds. You know, he was in, yeah, man, he on Memphis. He in Memphis now. You know, it was time it was a Cali argument. He's hopping on YG records, right? Uh, I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess I, like, I just, just from listening to the, hearing the radio more often, I just hear more of Louisiana, Louisiana sound, and the only person I could really call I mean, that like, is just. it's, it's a culture, it's a Southern culture as a whole. It's like, True. for example, like, I seen an uh, Instagram video of Kevin Gates, he was talking about, like, twerking. Mm-hmm. And he was like, twerking ain't, like, twerking came from Louisiana, but you ain't, they ain't, the girls ain't doing it, like, in Louisiana, so y'all ain't doing it right. And it was like, that made sense. Like, man, I hate when, 
other people try to tell people how they're supposed to live their culture or live, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, or just saying, oh, y'all wrong. But like, y'all got it from us. Well, even when we went to Dallas, I felt like the Louisiana, you know, we had to drive through Louisiana. There were producers there. Uh, who, who, who was the man, my man's name that had the- Oh, we oh, had- um, um, by, um, We had DJ, yeah, DJ, DJ Be, Be Real. Real. Be Bro, Real, he yeah. was just to have him there. He, was he, slid, he paid to get into the contest on some doppelganger shit and just- Bro, when he played his music- Bro, we were feeling out because he was just cheating. He was, was just as a goose. I grew up on that record, bro. You don't tell me like I and even in college. I was bro. You we cheated. Pull, you know you cheated. We, <laughs> me and my homies used to pull up blasting Webby, bro. <laughs> blasting Webby two sixteen. Webby Hurricane Chris and all of that. <laughs> yeah, Hurricane Chris came out in the what? I was in fifth grade when yeah, I was like in middle school. Yeah, I was yeah. in like. I remember when he played his beats like. Oh, I remember this elbow swinging at you. Like, they got somebody out. Just make you want to get up and move. Man, like, I've been listening to, like, that in Memphis, like, how they do that 808s and stuff like that. Like, I feel like a lot of people 808s these days, they be like, but you remember, if you listen like, oh, Three Six Mafia, that 808, or just like, you know what I'm saying, Louisiana, Dun, 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 dun. Just more dun, of a bounce. Dun, 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 dun. David dun, 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 dun. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I start adding that back in or just the way I do my patterns. So it's just like the 808 just had the feel. Just boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? The 808 can be the bounce too. A lot of people are doing their bounce in the, per- in the percussion kind of 808 just be kind of, you know what I'm saying, stagnant. Mm-hmm. Nah, I want to bring that feel back. The 808 instrument, it just ain't the 808 no more. You know what I'm saying? Because the 808, Cash even said it. He was like, 808 is a new baseline. Nobody yeah. playing get bass, putting bass guitar, or playing bass guitar, ba- playing bass guitars like that anymore. So it's just like what we got now. It'd be hard when they do though. I like live bass over over beat. Yeah, of course. Like I even added to my stuff, but even then, sometimes the artists be like, okay, with eight eight, I might me and my beats, I'll add like a live bass and or just like like a breakdown. Or something yeah, like break it down. You know what I'm saying? Just give it that live feel and then go back to the eight oh eight. Shout out to homie Julian St. James, um, dope bass player, but he does the is the 808 bass where you can play the bass in the 808 frequency. Dangerous. Julian St. James, Dangerous. call that man. Yes, we've done work. Yeah. Ooh, I need him. <laughs> I need him. I seen this one thing. It was like a MIDI controller. It's like, you know, somebody who played the guitar, it's like a MIDI controller oh, shaped yeah, like a guitar. So it's like yeah. they play it. like Any sound you want type shit. Yeah, any sound you want, you play it out and then it'll play it as the MIDI. Yeah, like, that's, that's fine. Yeah. That is dope. So... Speaking of Dallas as well, man, um, one of the ways in which I got to know you personally um, was by doing our producer grind events, our seminars, our keynote cook-it-ups and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I first got the chance to kind of see you live do your thing in in Baltimore. So I just wonder if you could talk about um, kind of your experiences doing the producer grind events and, you know, um, what people can get from that, kind of what you got from it. We definitely got something from it. I appreciate you. I'm doing it for the producers. I'm doing it for everybody. And I ain't doing it for no check. (laughs) <laughs> it ain't no money. I'm just doing it because I love producing and I love sharing the knowledge. Like, it's enough knowledge for us to all get money. It's enough money out here for anybody. And if anybody, you ever been around, like, it's some, all right, when you get around certain producers, certain producers going to be like, man, I ain't trying to show all you. That's because that's all they got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's because that's all they got. And mm. if you're a real producer, if you show some sauce, that ain't it because it's all about creativity. It's all about the creativity. If you're creative, you can 
that means as soon as you show this, you don't already on to the next thing. So half the time, the stuff I'm showing you, like it's showing everybody, it's like, oh, okay, this is my basics. Like I can really dive in. Like if I really sat there and mix a beat in Pro Tools, like it'll sound way better than most niggas' beats. My rough mix will sound way better than most <laughs> than most folks' beats. Talk your shit. Sir. And, and, and I ain't trying to talk shit. It's just more so I just took the time just to really like, like I listen to music and be like, I, my whole thing was like, I want my music to sound like that. Like it was like a me too. Like I want my music to sound like that. Like I want to sound, I want to sound like that. How the hell do I sound like that? And I've sat there and I really found out how to sound like that. And I just want to be like, okay, cool. Everybody else needs to sound like this. Not like specifically like me, but just like it's all about quality. Like I'm trying to quality, set the bar quality. or just help set the bar or help quality. Like I said this before, if if I set the quality, that means good quality music is gonna continue and I get more music to enjoy to to be inspired of, and that helps me. You know, say be inspired or innovative. They say be the change you want to be in the world. Like that's yes. literally what that is. Yes. Like, what's that Michael Jackson track or them? Um, I'm talking about the man. man, man. man. <laughs> I used to love that shit, man. Love that shit. Oh, it was. I remember I was young. I'd be looking in the mirror. I'd be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, shoot. What's next for you, in 2018, bro? Man, uh, I just been working on projects. I just want to work with like. Uh, I feel like it's my time to shine as a product producer and an engineer. Like I want to, my main thing. I've been trying to put projects together. Like, uh, for example, like the artist uh, T Hood. Like, uh, I've been helping to put his projects together, and we have a project our own. He's got several projects. Like, he got Flex Guy Mafia dropping soon. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Plug and Bobby. You know, just thank you for the opportunity. Just happy to, birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> just to really just help them put it together on the engineering side. But I learned a lot from them just to see how to really put it together. Like what you gotta do to, you know what I'm saying, make a project together. They've been calling for features and making meetings and they've been inviting me to meetings, just you know, introduce me to real powerful people and I greatly appreciate it. Um, so and then he got project Cassius J. You know, I feel like uh I think Cassius talked about it a little bit, but that project sounds uh, Mm. It's one of my favorite projects I've been working on this year. Mm. Um, and then he going to have Crackers back too. And that's going to be executive produced by me. And we're going to have some great features and some dope artists on it. I've been working with other artists. I I got introduced to this artist um, named Fresh Boy. He's flying me out to L.A. in like a couple of weeks. And we're going to work on a whole project in L.A. Mm. And that's going to be amazing. I'm trying to get features on it and help him really put it together. Uh, J.Rain, he's a artist that messed with uh, Scotty ATL. Mm. And he reached out to me to do like a little project together and I'm helping him put his stuff together. He's dope. He's dope. Everybody should check him out on some like, he's like Southern lyrical. He remind me like a younger crit. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's I a pretty to... good comparison. Yeah. Right? Like, like, I, 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 I want to work with artists that, you know what I'm saying? Just, I feel like just needs their time to shine. Like I don't work with the artists that already got their time to shine. You know what I'm saying? And I, contribute to them, but what about the next artist? What about the next, you know what I'm saying? Everybody worried about me working with Young Thug. I want to find the next, you know, it's not necessarily Young Thug, but just the next big artist. I want to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? I still want to be a part of every great artist, you know, you know, uh, career, you know what I'm saying, with my production, but I want to bring people up with my career. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to pull people up, not, you know what I'm saying, push people down. Definitely, man. And so, uh, other than that, just placements, recording, and uh, more seminars. So, y'all yeah, can come yeah, check yeah. us out. 
And sure. they been on my ass about this screen. I'm like, what the hell y'all guys got going on? <laughs> oh, by the way, man, uh, Sims made a vow to be all up back oh, in the comments. Oh, I'm in the comments. I'm finna got <laughs> I'm on your ass. He, he said he seen y'all coming for his people and he ain't finna let it happen. Nah, <laughs> nah. Sims want all the smoke. Nah, I want all the smoke. Y'all been talking crazy. I'm finna talk crazy back. And y'all said, I got time today. I, got I, time, do, I do want to mention it because they're going in on Kato right now and they mad because Kato told the truth. Bruh, Kato told the truth. It's not nothing wrong, bro. KO it just sees it worked for him, but it doesn't work for everybody just because it works for him. Like, I could do what KO could, can do because it's just not my lane. You know what I'm saying? I, I got my placements. I got my money from being a producer and an engineer, not being on the internet. Just, you know what I'm saying? If KO got placements since you know what I'm saying, makes great money off being an producer, but he also has great placements. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like everybody's been blessed and gifted with different talents and that's yeah, how the reason why you have a, those talents is to find your own it's lane. All about, so, yeah. yeah, it's all about the lane. Not only yeah. that, you don't know that Kato doesn't look at himself and think, God damn, that was damn near impossible. What do you mean? Meaning like, you can look at something you do and be like, shit, that was so hard. Could I even do it again? Let alone, could somebody else oh, do yeah, it again? Yeah. You see what I'm He's saying? He's talking about like the whole process right. he had of building. And then the, the other thing story, I'll yeah. say is, Okay, if music is your dream and that's what you dedicated to, and that's what you wake up, eat, sleeping, and drink every day, ain't nothing Kato gonna say that's gonna knock you off that. Period. Yeah, ain't sure. nobody getting away in my dream. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Man, one of my teachers in college, he told me the biggest thing. He was just like, bro, he was like, every day and not even just music, but just in the media uh, job, you're gonna get told no every day. Period. No matter what. You know who you are. You going somebody gonna tell you no, and you just gotta turn that into yes one day. Mm. Big up the homie, cook it up, Ko, our video director. I've been reading this week, and I'm about done with this book. Gave me the book two days ago. Kevin Hart, man, I'm not. This is not me plugging Kevin Hart, but I like to read stuff and get the lessons. Bro, I love reading, bro. They say sometimes, bro, like reading a book is how you learn the lesson without making the mistake. Right. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things he's saying in here, he's like, you know, um, one, you got to keep an open mind yeah. with everything you do, right? But like, always. But like, it's about diligence, man. It's about dedication. And like, the thing that you're committed to, nobody can get you off that path. You know what I'm saying? You like, truly believe in it. Like, you know? if you truly believe it, that's what you're doing. Ain't, no, ain't nothing nobody can say. Like, this is your purpose and your destiny to fulfill. You know what I'm saying? But one Every moment, days, one moment real quick. Okay. Kevin Hart, if you want to send a bag though, we we definitely will work. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> if you want to send a bag, you know what I mean. But even days I have zero dollars, negative yeah. dollars, but that don't stop me from doing not a damn exactly. thing I want to do today. Yeah. I'm about to plug it. There's another book I just read. I Like this is the first book I actually decided to sit down and like read every single day. But it's called The Way of the Superior Man. I got Bro, a, I see that. Nipsey Hustle. Yeah, his, um, I want to I wanna read bro, it. Bro, I'm telling you, if y'all got a girl, y'all just dealing like just business or anything, that's my one recommendation. Mm. Phenomenal. People book. be asking, well, how the hell Sims know? How the hell you learned this Sims? I read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I go like articles. I read articles on mixing. I read articles on books. I read Zay book when y'all was like, oh, go read Zay book. Like I went and bought Gucci it. book. I gotta read Gucci book. Gotta read Gucci book. I just, you know what I'm saying? The subtle art of not just giving a fuck. <laughs> need to read that too. Like just reading as a whole just made me a better person. Yeah. Or just made me just. It can't do no harm. It can't do Trust no harm. Me. Well, this is what we know as producers too. Like 
it's not even about beat block. You're not going to be able to be creating 100% of the time. So how can you make yourself better when you can't practice? Facts. Podcast too. Cue sing. Cue sing. Just always filling your brain with knowledge and good information. Daily Positive V's energy. Gary situation. Or excuse me. Daily v. <laughs> Gary, Gary V's Daily V. Um, I started up on that on Monday too. That was really dope. He was talking about going on offense instead of being on defense. Mm. Man, what uh, on the way here, me and uh, the Wizard, Wiz Kid, goddamn, we was um, Grant Cardone. Oh, yeah. Grant yeah, Cardone, we yeah. Were listening to a bunch. He says, like, he said, if you focus on the thing you hate doing, he was like, you'll be very successful. And if you focus on the thing yeah, you hate doing? Yeah, like, for example, like, everybody know me for engineering, but if I had a choice, I probably produce more than engineer, obviously, but I'm good at engineering. I don't like it, do it all the time, but that's what my that's what has been getting me in the door. Recognize your strengths. I think yeah, that's and you turn your weaknesses build, into strengths. Build on your strengths instead of trying to, you know, develop something that you might be able to Yeah, and I was just like, oh, bro, that makes so much sense. Just now, cute. Another pause. Gary V. <laughs> you want to come and talk on, you know, yeah, be on the gas. an open invitation to the no, show. No, you need to come be sending my seat right now. That's yeah. what's needed to go yeah. on. Come on, yeah, Gary, yeah. come get with it. Yeah, I, I, I'm just gonna be honest. I don't think it's gonna be too long. That's, one, gonna, that's, that's one of my goals. I really want to get yeah. Gary V. Just I, I just want to see so much from him. I just want to see the producer just business from his standpoint. Mm. And just, just see, to hear him. I'm pretty sure if he like just say like, "Oh, this is what y'all are doing wrong." Not even just like wrong, but you know what I'm saying. Just say his it advice. Did you see the stuff he did with Bill Mm-mm. So, I, I seen that so he, he did. did but, he did a lot of stuff with Illmind that I really consumed heavily. Um, how are we doing on time? No, we go, we go. Okay. I, I just always look at the level. Okay, that 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 I really consumed heavily. But the biggest thing I took away was just changing my mindset, being more positive. You know Thanks. what I'm saying? Like it's just it's so simple. It's a it's too much work to be negative for real. Bro. It's too much work, bro. I just can't treat people like <laughs> like that. It just take too much energy. I'm already dealing with enough BS on my own today. It's going to take more energy to cause BS on other people. But another good thing that I've kind of been learning lately is like whenever you're always going to run into people that's going to put that negative energy on you. But it's like don't take it personally. Um, Like I try not to take it personally because it's just like they may be frustrated with something else. They may have something going on with their kids. They may have something going on at work. And it's just an outlet for them to express it. So when you have that empathy for other people, it not only changes their mindset, but it also makes you feel better too. So, as a, even as a businessman, when I like call people, I just be like, "How are you doing today?" Sometimes, yeah. bro, that just but a genuine how. Yeah, are you doing like today? not just like a "How are you doing?" Like, hey, how you doing? Uh, All right, right, let's get to business. I like get to the money. No, yeah. bro, like you good today? Like yeah. you, you alive? You Facts. breathing? You like, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to be so cutthroat. Just be like, "Yo, bro, like yeah. how you doing today?" All right, cool. We we're both good. We see that. You know what I'm saying? We live, we're smiling. Well, now we can get down to business. We feel comfortable. More more than anything, some of the, you know, when we're doing business, we're connected by group chat. Some of those impactful moments have been like, yo, it was a, it was a shooting at a couple of different studios in consecutive weeks. And yeah. it was just like, yo, y'all straight? Everybody cool? Everybody yeah. smooth? Be safe yeah. out there. And that's like, to me, that's what matters most. Because, you know, we're going to do business all day, every day. But I know that, like, the people who I'm doing business, like, really care if I live or die or yeah. I'm healthy. Yeah, Absolutely. Man, we We're all people at the end okay. of the day. And look, be safe out here. Like, yeah. I can't, like, I don't care who it is from an artist, producer, intern, whoever Whatever. this person is. Like, if you know me, I'm gonna make sure, like, hey, bro, how you doing? Like, you good? You have any issues? Like, you good? You can come talk to me. Like, yeah. I'm a, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm your friend first. Like, I feel like 
all the people that y'all see me with, like, they, I feel like they're my friends. It's not just like on some rap, like, oh, I work with this person, this or that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just lease it at the end of the day. Like, yeah, Sam, it's like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, definitely. Shoot, man, we appreciate you pulling up, bro. Man, As I, always. you know, I had to get my chance one day. So, <laughs> I didn't feel yeah. like I was cool as everybody else, but I felt, oh, uh, you know what I'm saying? No, everybody. you wasn't. No, you wasn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got to act like everybody here's, here's else. Here's how you know you the shit, just, though. We could have made that intro twice as long, but we yeah. purposely shortened it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam's been down with us since Baltimore, man. Like, even man, before, no, before been, that. No, yeah, I'm, before then, then, like, the Baltimore event. Me, JB, Dylan, and Trap. I forgot about Baltimore was the shit when we got a chance to go around the harbor. Yeah, I just remember that was the first time I really had met you and, like, me and you had, like, just chopped it up. It was in Baltimore, really. So I remember it, like, ever since then. Because I was just like, I just be me. Exactly. Yeah, go back to Baltimore. Baltimore was fun, bro. bro. Baltimore fun, bro. I, met, I love the DMV area, bro. Like my brother, it's a whole different breed. Out like there. my it's brother so was fun. born in Virginia. My folks stay. Like my dad stays in Virginia. I love the DMV music scene. Like I worked, like not worked, but I when we was in Baltimore, I got introduced to a lot of artists like uh, Band Hunter Izzy. He's mm-hmm. dope, and the boy Pirates. You know Pirates. Yeah, you know, he yeah, been producing yeah. all his music, bro. Pirates, yeah. dope, bro. That's my that's my brother. Yeah, they both dope, man. Like, you know Scola, what I'm saying? So, yeah, I always wanted to work like Shy Glizzy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like Shy Glizzy is dope. I know he's from Baltimore. No, nah, he's from D.C., but oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? Just the v- DMV area as a whole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So where can we find you on uh, social medias? Uh, Beast by these sounds everywhere and Beast by these sounds at Gmail. And then also you can hit my manager up, Hillary Owens. She's a great manager. She not only managed me, she managed uh, my boy MXV and the boy Bezo, who um, be collabing with uh, Cassius a lot. And stuff like that. Most definitely. And, um, Hillary's clients having a good year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hillary, man, just just working with her just been changing my life. Just I, I'm just glad I have a manager that just believe in me, and just not just because like of my career, but she just, you know, she's like a big sister to me. Mm. Uh, different. Oh, shoot, man! Once again, we appreciate you, bro. Man, always. <laughs> Producer grind for L. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Faux Another L. dope episode, man. man. Signing out. I love all my brothers who know me, who's out here, man. I just encourage all producers just to keep working, and we're all here together, man. Let's just be together, man. Just work together as one. Yes, sir. Got your Beatles vibe going, (laughs) (laughs) man. For real, man. I'm just man out here, just trying to be great, man. Like everybody else, I feel like everybody. It's room for everybody to be great. It has. There is no greatest producer. Everybody can be great, and I just say. Want to inspire myself and the next person to be great. Already. That's all I gotta say.